Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you so much for mm-hmm. allowing uh, this Saturday, dear God, of 2021, dear God, to be a day, Father, where we can just <laughs> celebrate and honor you, God. Thank we you, thank you for all the great things you've done and the things you continue to do. We thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning, clothing our right minds, activities of our limbs, God. Mm-hmm. We're excited about where you're taking Jesus. us, God. We're excited, dear God, to be your children, Father. Now we ask, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will be with us on today, God. For those who came on to have an ear to hear, let us hear what the Spirit yeah. has to say to the church. We are the ecclesia, the called out God. So we're thanking you, Father, for all the great things, dear God, that we will hear on today, God. We pray for Pastor Kai, dear God, and Mm. all those, dear God, who will just stretch out, Father, to hear what heaven has to say, God. Thank you, Father, for another year of our lives, God. Thank you, Father, that even throughout all we've seen, we triumph, God. We've triumphed all, all all things, dear God. We're excited, God. Mm. We know, dear God, that you've been with us and you have never left us, nor have you forsaken us, God. So thank you and thank you, Holy Spirit, for your direction. Thank you for all the things you're doing. Now we're yeah. asking you to have your way on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you, God, as humbly as we know how, God, first thing, thank you. Lord God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God, because we know that a lot of people didn't make it over the threshold of the new year. God, we just thank you, God, for this new day, God, um, that we were able to wake up to, God, for every day is not the same, God, and so we just say thank you. Lord God, we ask that you just open up our hearts and minds, God, and we ask that the word that the pastor is going to um, deliver. Um, we already know, God, that it's going to be Rhema word, a word for right now, a word for something that's present. And God, just open up our hearts and our minds, God, so that the word doesn't fall on deaf ears. Lord God, we love you and we thank you, God. And um, we just decree and declare, God, that we will do, God, um, whatever it is that you want us to do, God, we, we decree and declare, God, that our, that our minds and our ears will be open, God, and that we will be um, so receptive, God, to hearing your voice. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Father God, we just thank you for this. This is just an amazing day, God, just to come together, Father God, in our perspective homes, Father God, and, and just hearing the laughter, Father God, as the questions have come forth. Um, God, I'm just so excited, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the Senior we've gotten Son who died on the cross for our sins, Father God. And, and as your word says, Father God, that Jesus is the pioneer of faith, Father God. So we just thank you, Father God, for this amazing day, Father God. We excited to hear what um what the word you have given, Pastor Kai, Father God, as revival was wanting to start, Father God. And we all um seem like that we have the uh, uh just the the spirit to the just to seek your word, Father God, and just excited father god <laughs> i'm actually having uh, finding the words to say father god but you know what i'm trying to say father god so i'm just excited father god we're all excited father god to hear your word father god we pray that it that it implants it in our hearts and our mind father god and it will not depart father god that we will uh, um, be a living example father god of who you are father god not just to those on this call father god um, but to those who don't know father god those who who are um, living in darkness, Father God, those who, who are struggling and, and struggling as this year, Father God, of thinking that just um, 20, 
um, 2020 was over, Father God, as Pastor Kai said on Thursday, Father God, that it was just one minute, Father God, it's just another day, Father God. So struggling is still happening right now, Lord. Mm -hmm. So we just pray, Father God, that we be a living example, Father God, that beacon of light, Father God, to those around us, Father God. In your son's name, Jesus' name we pray, amen. You're muted. I'm sorry. I never mute myself, but I did this morning. If you are um, not on the screen and you can get on the screen, um, I'm going to ask you to put your face on the screen this morning if you can. Um, we're going to continue to pray. Um, I want you to have, um, and I think that we always do, but it is very imperative this year that whenever we are meeting that you come with expectation. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things um, that a lot of times um, we talk about is experiencing God. Um, and we were never called to experience him, we were called to encounter him. And so the word encounter means this, to meet. And so if you were to look up the word experience, it says this, you cannot have an experience without first having had an encounter. And so many of us in, in, in Christendom have tried to recreate an experience with God that we had maybe the first time or, or an experience we had um, with the Holy Spirit. And we're always trying to recreate that moment. And the thing is, you will never be able to recreate an experience because, it, because an experience can always change. But when you have an encounter with God, when you meet God, when you come into the knowledge and into relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, when you encounter him, you will always remember the encounter and the encounter will always bring you to connection. And so we are, we are not um, here to experience God. We are here every time we gather um, as the Ecclesia together, but also every time that you um, uh, pray or you are worshiping or studying the word, you should have an expectation to meet the Father. You should have an expectation to meet the Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And you should have an expectation because the one that lives on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, is seeking to have encounter with you. Not just when the, when the church, the, the Ecclesia is together, but all the time because he lives on the inside of you. And many of us are uh, treating the Holy Spirit as if um, he is a passive participant in our lives when he should be the leading guiding force of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I want us to come, uh, if this morning you felt a little sluggish or, you know, cause you, I don't know what you did on New Year's and New Year's day, maybe you're tired, you've been up late. Mm -hmm. I was up late two nights in a row. And maybe there's a little tiredness on you, but I want you to ask God um, to meet you in your home. And I want you to put on a hat and a level of expectation because God wants to lead us somewhere this morning. So Father, we thank you that collectively we are a body of believers. We are the ecclesia. We are the church. We don't go to church because we are the church. And we thank you, God, that we stand or lay or sit fully erect this morning. Uh, we are giving you our attention, Lord. We are now giving back to you the first fruits. We do not wanna be a church, Lord, that you say has lost their first love. We do not be, want to be, excuse me, a church that you spit back out, God, because we are lukewarm. But Lord, we are asking that you would reignite and set a fire, set a blaze in our heart. Lord, you know that the last months of the year, my prayer has been, God, 
make me a, uh, make revival in me, bring revival in me, God. And now you are calling forth revival in the land at the beginning of this year. And so, excuse me. And so father, we do not take this moment lightly. We do not take it for granted. You are God and God alone. There is nobody greater than you. There is no one more mighty than you. There is no one stronger than you. There is no one more faithful than you. Your mercy endure forever, God. Your love endure forever from generation to generation. We thank you, God, that you have not quit on us even when we quit on you. We thank you, Lord, that you have kept us from danger seen and unseen. We thank you for your covering and for your protection. We thank you, Lord, that you are alpha and omega which means simultaneously as one door is closing another door is opening you are the beginning and the end you are the first and the last there is nothing no one anything greater than our god and we serve a great and mighty god we rejoice this morning we shout praises and of thankfulness and gratitude hallelujah to your name oh god hallelujah a word that esteems and does and requires praise to follow it you say that you inhabit the praise of your people and so often god our praise is limited because we have a limited perspective but god i'm asking you to stretch our capacity to see god stretch our capacity to hear lord stretch our capacity to know you lord allow our senses to be ever heightened by the supernatural because we are supernatural beings we thank you lord that we live in these earthly vessels but we thank you that is your spirit that is god we come against every demonic assignment, oh, yes, every God. demon, witch, warlock. We come against every attack of the enemy. Yes. For the word says the weapon may be formed, but it will oh, not God. prosper. So oh, we yeah. thank you, Lord, that any attacks oh, on the physical yeah. body for anyone yeah. on this screen, that it will not prosper further than today. Oh, we yeah. thank you, Lord, that you are covering and keeping us from uh, the flu, from COVID, from any other viruses that exist. We ask, Lord, that you would protect our minds in this season, Lord, as it is the beginning of a new year so many people are going to be talking about their new year resolutions and all the things and they want to do and the plans that they've made but god it is our it is our mindset to it is our desire to continue to let you author the story for jeremiah 29 11 says this for you know which means you narrate that word no means narrate you narrate the design and the plan that you have for us the great thing about your plan and your design is it has an expected hope and a future and i thank you lord that even when the enemy tries to say that he's going to cut our future short he does not have the final word we thank you that there is nothing too hard for god that there is no impossible in you we thank you that there are no limits in you we thank you that there is no lack in you thank you lord we thank you that you have gone beyond all the things that we could even imagine or think because you said that you want to give us even more God your grace abounds Lord we thank you for your grace the unmerited favor of God we thank you for your grace that has given us the ability to grow we thank you for your loving kindness we thank you God for your faithfulness you are faithful if there is nothing else God right now we all can say that you have been faithful faithful to free us faithful to deliver us faithful to mature us, faithful to keep us, faithful to love us, faithful to discipline and correct us, faithful God, faithful yeah, in your you. actions, faithful in your love, faithful in your giving, faithful in your blessing, faithful God, 
faithful in your discipline. You are faithful from beginning to end, Lord. We thank you. Forgive us for the things we've complained about when you were faithful. Ah, forgive us for the things we complained about even in your faithfulness forgive us lord for the the way we murmured and complained because you weren't faithful the way we wanted you to be but you were still faithful help us god for not trying to be the ones that steer you but let you steer us jesus take the wheel this morning we want to follow suit after you we are sitting god not even in the passenger seat but we're in the back seat lord and we are trusting you god we're in the back seat now literally lord i see like um this the i don't know if you've ever seen a maybach but the maybach actually the back seats actually recline and so lord i see us in a in a, in a posture where we're not just sitting in the passenger seat trying to drive with you we're not sitting in the back seat asking you are we there yet but we are now reclining in the back seat eyes closed allowing you to just take us on the ride and we trust where you're leading we trust where you're driving we trust what uh, when you change lanes we trust when you get off the highway we trust if you go up the mountain we trust if you you go down in the valley yeah. we trust you in the twists and the turns yeah. we trust you over the bumps yes, we trust God. you over the the, the heavy terrain yes, we trust God. you in the snow mm. we trust you in the desert we trust you God to drive us mm. we thank you Lord, Lord that we can lay back and be in cruise control because we know that you are steering the ship you're driving the car you're leading our lives and God I thank you that we are anchored firmly and securely in you that we are anchored in you God that we are not shaken and to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but that we are anchored in you. I thank you, Lord, that this year we will show ourselves approved more than we ever have because we will be those who study your word, those who seek after righteousness, those who seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness because that is only how addition happens in the kingdom. We thank you, Lord, that we will not chase after deception or manipulation, that we will not be exaggerators or gossipers or liars, but that, God, we would be women and men of the word of God that are our word would actually be our bond, that people can follow us because we follow Christ, that people can imitate our faith because we have faith in you. Thank you, Lord, that this year we will be greater examples than we've ever been, that our example, God, will not be for self-gain, but it'll be to glorify you, that, Lord, that loving kindness will cause us to draw people, that we will let go of our attitudes and our own ways, our selfish behavior, and we will open up, God, to be the people you called us to be, that you said that we are to be open houses, lighthouses, a a city on the hill for the world to see. Help the church, God, to be the city on the hill. Lord, help us not to be a a building that is is dark. Help us not to be a a, a house on a hill that no one can find, but that the lighthouse of God would be reigning in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that this morning we will encounter you like we haven't in times past. We thank you, God, that even right now you're allowing your presence to be felt in every home, God, in every car right now. I thank you, Lord, that your tangible manifest presence will begin to rest on each and every person, Lord, where we would feel your angel standing behind us, where their wings would be surrounding us, God, where we would absolutely know that you are here and there would be no doubts. That, God, we won't just say you're here because it's the thing to say, but we will say you're here because we know you're here. That we will not follow after what other ministries are saying. We won't just declare and decree things that you're not speaking. But, Lord, we will only speak what you are saying. We will only do what you are doing. We will be like Jesus that says, I only say what the Father says and I only do what the Father does. And so, God, any time that we are not doing what you do, have mercy on us and forgive us. Help us, God. Turn us quickly in the direction that you 
you need us to be that we yes, might not God. fall off track. Mm -hmm. Help us not be distracted in this year, oh God. Help us not to uh, uh, entertain God, uh, 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 um, false prophets. Help us to not follow the crowd, but help us to be Zacchaeuses that go up into the tree and say, I need, I need to see him. And in turn, you see me. Mm -hmm. I thank you, Lord, that even right now, like you did for Zacchaeus, I believe today, God, you're saying to everyone on the screen, I'm coming to, to dine in your house. I'm coming to eat in your house. I'm coming to sup in your house. That God, today you want to abide in greater levels. That every inch of our home you abide in. Every corner of the house, every floor, every ceiling, every room. That you abide, God. And we do not move you out of place. We do not allow the TV to be greater than your presence. We don't allow uh, social media to be greater than your presence. We don't allow conversation to be greater than your presence. That God, we block everything out to be where you are. We block everything out to get to where you are. We block everything out to hear what you have to say, God. We thank you, Lord, that we will not have houses of discord or division. We thank you, Lord, that when the enemy tried to divide us, we fight harder to stay together. I thank you, Lord, that this body shall not be divided. That God, we thank you that we always ask you comments, questions, or concerns so that your body leaves in understanding, that your body leaves on one accord so that your body can see suddenlies in their lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are rushing like a mighty wind this morning and you are sweeping up all the debris and you are clearing out all the way. We're making room for you, Jesus. We're making room for you, Father. We're making room for you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you that revival begins right now. The revival is beginning in every one of our hearts. Stir us up in our most holy faith, God. Do something new in each and every one of us, God. Remove the laziness. Remove the procrastination. Remove the sloth. Remove the foolish behavior, the folly that you said you do not love. Allow us, God, to love what you love and hate what you hate. Help us, Lord, to be separate and not to try to join in what doesn't doesn't honor you, doesn't serve you. Help our conversations to be uplifting, God. Help us to be a place of hope and encouragement. God, when we're having a bad day, help us to get out of the way. Help us not to bring bad days to other people. Lord, when we're having a bad moment, correct us, Holy Spirit, and give us the right perspective. When we want to want to focus on what isn't working, show us what is, God, because you are in everything and everywhere. And if you're in everything and everywhere and you are all knowing, all seeing, and all powerful, then even this one moment is nothing to you. We thank you, God, that you have the ability to change everything in one second. Transform us in one moment. Help us to be willing, God. This morning we say we are willing for transformation, oh God. We are willing to be made new, God. We are willing for you to infuse and, and yes. fill us with your power and your grace. Lord, do a new work in us. We're going from greater levels, God, from glory to glory and faith to faith. Lord, we're asking, I'm asking that you transform me once again, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are always taking us higher and deeper. And so this morning, Lord, we say we're willing, God. This morning, we say we're open, God. This morning, we say we're available, God. Do with us as you require. Do with us as you please, God. And we will not say no. We will not cower back. We will not hide, but we will be bold in our faith. We will be bold in our confession. We will be bold in our walk. We will be bold in our speech. And we shall declare that you are living. We shall declare that you are God. We shall declare that Jesus is our savior. We shall declare that Jesus is the King of Kings and Lords of Lords. We shall declare that the Holy Spirit, the greater one lives on the inside of us. We will declare that the Holy Spirit is our leader and our advocate. We will declare that we are more spirit than flesh. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We will declare that we are living in a different dispensation and you are calling us higher, oh Lord. We thank you that 2020 is calling us to higher, calling us to greater, calling us to, to stretch and grow. And we are willing, 
God, and we are ready for the growth. We are ready to be mature. We are tired of drinking on the milk, God. We are ready for greater meat, God. You served us. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that this year you served us well. Uh, I I, I hear the Holy Spirit say, this year what I served, if we were at a restaurant, a steakhouse, this year you were able to feast on the filet mignon. Uh, Last year was filet mignon. But 2021 is tomahawk, the biggest steak that you can get. I'm calling, I need you to feast and chew on another level, another measure of the word. You Mm. have now been been grown to a place where you can digest Mm. greater quality word, greater quality uh, of my spirit, greater understanding of what I want to do and what I want to say. But the first thing I need you to do, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, is drop that you know it all. Mm -hmm. My My God. God. My God, I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that many of you have taken, uh, I say this in my word, I only show in part. This is what the Bible says, that even when God begins to show us a thing, even when God begins to prophesy, it says this, I only show in part. But God says, many of you have taken the part and created a picture that I didn't. And many of you are trying to add pieces to a part that I didn't. My word says this, do not add or take away from my word. So even the rainbow word, the inspired word of God that I speak to you, do not add and do not take away. Just because you've seen a part of the picture does not mean you have an understanding of the whole. God says, I'm giving you glimpses, but I have not given you the whole thing. So do not speak glimpses before you have the whole picture. Do not add to a glimpse and create a picture that I have not created. Because what will happen is when when you release those to those who are not saved, you will trip them up. And many of us are giving hope to people. Uh, oh, Holy Spirit. Y'all know I'm going to try to be nice. Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear the Holy Spirit saying this. Many of you are giving promises to people that are only pieces to the story. My God. The Lord says many of you are giving promises to people that are only a piece of the story. And God says, stop releasing pieces as if it's the whole story. Thank you, Jesus. Many of us have just assumed what God's saying, what assume what God means, because it's what we actually want it to mean. It's actually what we want to see. And there are many people and many things, even family members that you have put in the picture that God says, no, I gave you a glimpse of a moment that you have made permanent. My Lord. And God says, stop making permanent places that are just momentary stops. Ooh, hallelujah. The Lord says, stop making, mo- uh, stop making permanent places that are, moment- that are only momentary stops. There are, we are, you guys got to understand this. Your life is a series of assignments. A series of assignments. I have known Trev now, oh God, uh, almost 15 years. And we have had series of assignments. Our life have been series of assignments. We have moved from place to place because God has said go. And when we go there, we are content with the work God has chosen, but we are ready for the next assignment when he calls. Many of us have made places permanent residence when they were just momentary stops. Mm. When they were just places along the journey that God is asking us to stop. And so we will say, I'm going to live here forever. We will start to buy property and build homes in places that God has not said, this is where I've called you to reside. Mm. But because this is what we know, we will create a, a, a permanent place 
where God has just called us to be for a moment. That moment is to grow you. It's to bring you closer to him. It's to establish you. It's to give you authority. It's to mature you so that when he gets you to the next place, you are ready for the next work. And many of us, uh, God is showing us a new picture. And now we think that's the permanent place. Do not be fooled mm. that your place right now may not be a permanent place, that it is okay for a momentary stay to do the work of God. There are assignments that God needs us to complete because he is growing us. But many times what we will do is we, now here's the other thing, we forfeit a place because we're comfortable with the place. Mm. So what happens is we forfeit the growth, we forfeit the maturity because we didn't like the place that God wants us in for the moment. My God. Hmm. Because here's our mindset. Our mindset is this is permanent. And we got to get out of this that this is permanent because God can choose to move, say, speak at any time and tell you to go. Are you ready? Yeah. Are we ready? And so many of us, because society will say, we need to, you need to have a house. You shouldn't rent. I, I'm telling you, society says, hear me. You need to do this. You need to do that. You should look like this. It should be like that. You seem unstable. Do I? Because the, the Bible says the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. <laughs> Tell me where Jesus lived. Tell me what his address was. And, and it says he had a three year. We look at the three years as the assignment. No, 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 no. The three years is what he was mandated to do. But during those three years, he had a multiples of series of assignments. And what happened is if he would just have fixated himself on the mandate, which was to die, he would have missed the mission and he would have never spread the message. And many of you, because you are stuck on the mandate, you are missing the missions that you are supposed to fulfill and you are not getting the message that you are supposed to release across because you are so fixated on trying to figure out and trying to make what is momentary permanent. Guess what? This life is only but a moment. That's what my words say. Yeah. <laughs> and many of us are afraid of a, of a permanent residency that already began when you said yes. Do you know you are already in eternity now? You don't just get to eternity. Eternity started when you accepted him as your Lord and savior. But many of us are afraid of a moment here and what this moment is gonna look like. And will I make eternity? Now you can't forfeit eternity, don't get it twisted. But what I am saying is this, many of us, are allowing the, 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 the glimpses to become permanent. And in this year, you have to be pliable and moldable and ready. God may say, go tomorrow. You better be ready. Yeah. Sure. Go to this new job, leave this job, move here, plant here, launch there, grow here. Go in, go in the spirit, come with me, go into a place of intercession, go into a place of fasting, go into a place of prayer, go into a place of ministry, go into a place of witness. And if we are not ready, if we are so focused on making where we are permanent and trying to figure out what our permanent permanency looks like, you hear me, people of God, we are, we are never supposed to get in a posture where we get too comfortable. He don't work in our comfortability. He says, don't get, he said, he's not taught. He never tells us to get comfortable. He just says, be content where you are. <laughs> and many of us, <coughs> excuse me, 
<coughs> think comfortable is content. It ain't. Comfortable does not mean content. Let's get that straight. I need that straight today. Comfortable is a, is a trick of the enemy. Now, when we are content, then what happens is our spirit man is at rest. And then our soul can be at rest. God talks about being in the rest of God, in him, the rest of God. But what he does not talk about is our comfort. He says he's the comforter. But I don't know where in scripture he talks to us about getting comfortable and being comfortable. No, 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 no. He's always talking stretch, grow, challenge, stretch, grow, challenge, stretch, grow, challenge, become, learn, grow, higher, deeper, wider, more, 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 more. How do we keep calling for the more of God, but we don't think he wants more of us too? You can't ask him for more and not be willing to give more, do more, be more. There's no way, no way. And so as we're talking about revival, revival first has to start in us. And the prayer we need to have, <laughs> excuse me, is God, let revival begin in me. Let revival begin in me. We're still praying. I'm still talking. Stay right here. So the word, so uh, the word revival, if you're taking notes, I want to give you a definition of the word revival. The word revival simply means this, awaken again. Revival, it's, a, it's, it's the word reawakening, to awaken again. When revival happens, God is trying to reawaken us because there was a time when the church was awake. There was a time when the church's eyes were set on him. There was a time, excuse me, when the church was full of zeal, full of hope. The church was thriving. The church was, was moving. Here's the thing that always, I'm always baffled at, is that in services, there's nothing wrong with it, so hear me. At the end of a regular traditional service, as we all know, what happens at the end? There is a call for salvation, right? And so if you ever grew up Baptist, I grew up Baptist and Catholic at the same time. Thank the Lord, I still love him. Um, but if you grew up Baptist at the end, there was always a call to come. Won't you come? And the deacons would stand in the front and they would beckon you to come to Jesus. And then they would offer you uh, 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 the gift of salvation. And then if you join the ministry, the right hand of fellowship, which I still don't even understand what that is. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't get it. So anywho, but they, there's an invitation for salvation. Here is the power of the New Testament church. It says in Acts chapter 2, 42 uh, through 47, which is what Cahal is patterned after. It said they had all things in common, right? They, they, they brought everything they had. They had all things in common. And they rested on three things. Study, I mean, yes, prayer, study of the word, and fellowship. And after that, it says, and thousands we're saved. Not five, not the 10 we get excited about, the two that walk out. Thousands. And it was not, now here's the thing, it was the message in each of them, but it was also the unity of them. Woo, unity, right? When they were in one place on one accord, the spirit fell. When they had all things in common and they rested on prayer, 
study of the word and fellowship. This is what they did together. And it was the focus, seeking God was the focus. They did not have to go and try to compel people to love Jesus. Their love, their dedication, and their commitment to him and one another as the church drew thousands. And that is what God wants to reawaken the church too, is that we are so um, drenched in encounter. We are, we are covered with his love. We are literally, we need to be, I know I've said this before, but we literally need to permeate the glow of God. We talked about this last year. We, and I, I made the joke of, if you've ever seen The Last Dragon, you know, when Leroy at the end, he wants the glow. We literally, literally, that is what should be happening. When you step in the atmosphere, it's got to go beyond, ooh, something looks different about you. So what, what's, wait, what, ha what changed? Not, oh, did you cut, you know how people do when they, they don't know what happened? Did you cut your hair? Did you lose weight? Like these are always identifiers about what's different. But what we need to be is, wait a second. Who's that next to you? Oh, that's God. What is this power I feel off you? Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. Your language, the way you're speaking, what is that? Oh, that's the word of God. But that also our unity, that when we come together, that even on a Zoom, that we are on one accord, that if you invite someone who is that yet knows him or is wrestling with where they know him, instantly they are brought into the family of faith and are reawakened or are awakened for the first time because it is so palatable, the heartbeat of unity in God. Revival cannot start on the outside until it starts on the inside. And so God is saying, I'm here to reawaken you again. This year, I began to stir things back up in you. This year, you wrestled through the, 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 the matters of the soul. The, the, you had those, those, those um, I call them the, 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 these, these um, oh God, help me, Holy Spirit. You, um, when you're, when, oh God. Many of you wrestled with matters of the soul and you thought something was wrong with your spirit. And I said it before, there's nothing wrong with your spirit. But many of you stay in these this what arguments of the soul. You're arguing that your soul argues away what your spirit knows. And we wrestle with that. But we are not in a place anymore where we need where we can struggle with the same stuff. Because if we're struggling with the same stuff, now here's the difference. The enemy will try to trip you up with some old stuff. But I'm saying when you have repented, when you have confessed and you are still going back to the same stuff, doing the same stuff, you're doing that. That ain't the devil. I ain't talking about the devil. But we can no longer keep having these conversations. Oh, I'm not where I need to be. Oh, I'm not praying as much. Oh, I need to get into my word. We can't do that anymore. Not this year. This year, if you have a moment, you need to call, uh, call a friend. You need to get on the line and stop isolating and trying to work through where the enemy is trying to work you out of. We've got to be so knitly woven and encountering him has to be your focus every day. 
because we also need to people need to be a people who really walk in pray without ceasing where every moment of every day we are in consistent communication and communion with him even at work it ain't these starts and stops it ain't these i'm praying because i need you to help me in this situation father i thank you that we're we are one as is that not what jesus prayed he said i thank you father that we are one john 5 that needs to be the prayer that we are praying. I thank you, Father, because here is the good news. I was talking to my mentor who covers our ministry the other day, and I was talking to him about just this year and what I've literally felt God doing in me this year and how he's grown me this year. And he was saying, you know, this is the work. We are, we are partnering with God. And I think sometimes we're afraid to say that, but God, when we say yes, he wants to partner with us because he's he's allowing us to be the work in the earth that is visible for man to see him. And so we're partnering with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We can't save anyone. We can't heal anyone. We can't deliver anyone. It is the power of God through us that allows us to have wisdom, revelation, knowledge, prophecy, it is not us in our own strength. And if you have been asking God for the, for more of whatever, then you got to be ready to die more than you died before. Yeah. You got to be ready to actually for him to do what you ask. Because here's what happens. You will ask God, show me a demon. Then a demon will come and you'll get scared and then you'll retreat. You will ask God for more patience, hell break loose, and then you, you get out the way. You will ask God for gifts in the spirit and then the gift come and you don't want it because it all will cost you more because it cost him the most hear me it will always cost us more because it cost christ the most you're alive he's not in the sense of flesh he died for you it cost him more he bore sins that weren't his it cost him more he didn't just bear one sin he bare the sins of the world it cost him more so why do you think it won't cost you and guess what Revival requires us to, to, to give a cost. It's called sacrifice. If we want to see the God literally impact this world, you will have to sacrifice yourself more than you ever have before. Sacrifice your time, sacrifice your wants, sacrifice your, 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 your comforts, sacrifice a whole bunch of stuff and be willing. Here's the thing. He needs your willingness doesn't mean he's going to take everything. And guess what is obedience is greater than sacrifice. So your level of obedience has to be greater. And I mean, on every little thing, he's checking everything this year because he's requiring us to be the church this year. He has let us play for a long time. Play time is over. So revival must start in us. The reawakening has to start in you. Here's what I need you to do on January 3rd. Write this down. On January 3rd, I need you to write this down. Put it somewhere to your memory. Lord, everything I knew before, I know nothing now. Teach me. Yes, God. Everything I knew before, I know nothing now. Teach me. Our prayer needs to be that we have a teachable spirit all year. 
that whatever you think you knew, you lay it down now. That we start as blank canvases for the Lord to begin to paint a new picture. That we are fully allowing him to author the story from the beginning of the year. Lord, whatever I thought I knew, I don't know, teach me. This is the posture of humility. And let me tell you why this is very important. Because if we are going to become revival, then, sets, then that then sets a blaze for revival in the earth. And I believe we can be that, honestly. If we are to be, be, have revival in us to then become a revival in the earth, then let's go to 2 Chronicles 7, 14. And let me tell you why this prayer that everybody was screaming out all last year didn't work. I, I just gave you the answer, but I'm really going to tell you. So very easily, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal the land. Now, we know the great emphasis on the turning part, because the turning, right, which means to, to turn back. So, so let me, let, let's back up a little bit. So 2 Chronicles 7, 14, right? This is a prayer. Um, this is the response from God to King Solomon after he prayed, after completing building the temple for God. So if you do not know, King Solomon is the son of King David. King David is a king or a man that God literally said was a man after his own heart. He was one of the kings that actually it says he did right in the sight of God. Okay, King David followed the commandments of God until a point. Uh, uh, his, the lust of the eyes <laughs> caused him to commit adultery and murder, right? Adultery in, from just lo, lusting after a woman that wasn't his, that was married to someone else, sending her husband to war in the front line. He gets killed. She takes him. She becomes pregnant and the baby dies. The baby does not make it, okay? And because of that sin, the temple that he was to build, God takes from him and says, you cannot build it because of your sin. And now, Solomon is David's son, and he takes on the responsibility of building the temple of God. And he, at every specification the Lord gave, he built it. And then there's a dedication in Second Corinthians, I mean, Second Chronicles 6. There's a prayer that's prayed. He's praying, asking God to cover them and be with them. And then God responds. And this, if you did not know, this is God's response to, to King Solomon, a part of the response. He begins the response. And then part of the response is this portion. And basically he's saying, when things come and, and happen, because life happens, when, when enemies try to come to attack you, or if you all are, or if you go away from me, he says, this is how to return to me. This is how I will respond for you. He says, if my people, and these at the time, these were Jewish people, members and people's members of one nation. We are the citizens of the kingdom. We are part of one nation, the kingdom. He says, if you who um, are called, who cry out for help and you cry on behalf of my name, his reputation, that's what the name means. 
He says this, so humble themselves and pray, seek my face, right? I think a lot of times we focus on the pray. We focus on turn back to repent. We, we, we focus on leave our sin. But I do not think we stop here to where it says, the first thing it says to do is humble yourself. We kind of like, we read that humble yourselves and pray. We're like, we got to pray. We got to fast. And then we get into, you know, and turn, seek his face. We got to seek the Lord, seek after his face, ask for his will, turn from our, turn back, leave our wicked ways. But the first requirement is, uh, is to humble yourself. And this is why I begin with the greatest humility we can give is this, Father, whatever I think I know, I know nothing, teach me. I am coming, God, lower than I've ever come. Because even when I've tried to be humble, I still bring my, my intellect. Even when I say I'm humble, I still bring what I think should happen. Even when I'm humble, I'm still trying to add to what you're saying. Even when I say I'm low, I am still high in ego and pride. Lord, now I am saying I am starting from a, 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 a pure place, a canvas that has no, you literally got, I am putting down my paintbrush and I am asking you to take away the paint, take away the brushes, Lord, take away the canvas, take away anything that even causes me to think that I have a part in your creation plan. God, I know, I, 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 I know there's a lot of things you've said to me. There's a lot of promises you've made and I know they'll come to pass. But at this point, at this moment, God, even what I think I know, I know nothing compared to what you've designed, what you want to do, what you're thinking. So help me today, God, to humble myself. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me the places where my mind gets in the way. Teach me the places where my heart and my wants are getting in the way. Teach me, God, those areas where I'm still allowing my pride to show up. Help me tear down the walls of my ego. Help me tear down the walls of my comforts and, 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 and my disciplines that aren't the ones that you set in place for me. Help me to stop saying things like, this, is, this works for me. Oh, Holy Spirit. This works for me. This is how I do it. If it works for you and, and this is how you do it, then you are still in control of you. And God, we cannot say, God, you're doing a new thing if we are still, if we have still erected the old postures and don't allow him to do a new thing in every place. So God, everything I think I know, I know nothing. At the beginning of 2021, even as you've released Reset and we receive it, we still don't know what this year looks like. We still don't know how you're gonna do it. God, even the dates I put on things, the times I put on things, the estimations I put on things, I know nothing, teach me. Because what I don't wanna do is have estimated wrong have decided wrong, chosen wrong, put your name on it, and then it doesn't come to pass, and I have made you to look like a liar when your word says that I'm to call on behalf of your reputation. Your reputation matters, not mine, yours. Help me humble myself 
So what I teach every week, I don't know anything. <laughs> everything I need you to teach me, everything I need you to show me, I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm smart. I ain't smarter than you. Yeah, I got degrees. Don't match to the wisdom of God. And so God, because I know there's new doors you're opening, teach me. Because I know, right? Because of you said things, opportunities and doors. I know what you said, but now I don't know how it's going to come. I don't know how you're really going to do it. I've only seen parts. So teach me, teach me to not take your word and make it an idol that I miss all the other things you're saying. Help me not be fixated on my dreams that weren't God's desires. Help me to let down, lay down everything, God, that I have lifted up above your name, above your reputation. Because God, the first land that has to be healed is this one. Because here's the thing, the temple resided in that land and where the temple was, it was there 400 years. It was there before Nebuchadnezzar came and tore it down. And then it was built again and it was tore down again. And that's why the beauty of God says, I'm gonna send my son who then is gonna allow you to become the living temples where the Holy Spirit will always reside. Because in the earthly temple, there was a space called the holies of holies where the presence of God was. But now you have the presence of God in you, around you, beside you. But the presence of God lives on the inside of us. We are now these arcs. We are now the temple. So when there's prayer first needed in the land, it needed to be in, the, this, in this house so that it can be outside on, this, on the natural land. The church has to be a healed land to heal the world's land. My God. And we first have to humble ourselves because here's the thing. You cannot pray a God prayer from a place of, of, uh, of a lack of humility. That's why he says, humble yourselves, then pray. And many of us pray not from a humble place. We pray with the things we know, the things we want. God knows that we're going to have prayers and petitions, but God wants us to get in a posture that when I come into prayer, I am coming in a posture of humility. God, I know nothing. Teach me. What would you have me to pray? That has to be your posture this year. I need the spirit to lead me to pray so that I do not pray amiss, that I pray accurately, that when a, a, a person's name comes into my spirit, it's because the Holy Spirit is leading me to pray for that person. Not for me to pray because I didn't like what they did. Lord, get them. Lord, they need to learn how to get out of those babies. That's baby ego pride prayers. But it says, humble yourselves to be brought down and pray. And guess what kind of prayer this is? Intervention and intercession. It ain't for you. When you exegete this out, it says to intervene and to intercede. To be in a posture of humility, to be brought down where God's agenda then is lifted out in you and lived in you through prayer. There's a time for you to ask. There's a time for you to put your petitions, but that not sh should not be all you do in prayer. And those should be directed by the Holy Spirit. And then it says, seek to desire, to request, 
and this is also imperative that John 6 33 is a is what we not what we do it's who we are that we are seeking the kingdom and his righteousness consistently stop asking for addition when you won't do the actual application to addition all these things will be added if you do this seek my seek seek him and his righteousness seek him and his righteousness the bible says this seek me and i may be and i will be found you're trying to ask where god is seek him if you can't find him you're not seeking him if you can't sense him you haven't sought him so it says pray then seek his face and his face means this his presence not seeking things seeking his presence his presence has to be life to you. His presence has to be the place you want to go more than any other place. And many of us run from his presence because the true presence of God is also supposed to ruin you. Isaiah 6 and 1. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. After the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. But it says as soon as he saw him, he realized he was a man of unclean lips. And the Bible says I was ruined in his presence. Now, here is what Isaiah was doing after that. In, that. in that moment, he was seeking God. And as he sought God, he began to see a conversation where God was not even talking to him. But God was talking to the heavenly host saying, who shall we send? And he's hearing this conversation. And he says, send me. The ruining of God brings you into the seeking of God which will then cause you to be sent by God. You want to know why you're not Jesus. sent? Because you haven't been ruined. You haven't seek, you haven't sought. So you can't be sent. But it is his presence that you have to seek, his face, his presence. And it is in his presence that you actually have real repentance. Many of you are trying to repent, and which is, this is what it any oh thank you holy spirit holy spirit says any repent anything any time that you repent outside of my presence you're just apologizing i'm gonna say it again anytime look at the quotes you repent outside of my presence you're just apologizing because you wonder why you keep coming back to that same sin you have not turned in his presence. You have not repented in his presence. You have apologized for your actions. And it, pure, humble prayer, sought presence, repentance solidifies. It's established. Says this, turn back, turn back. And every time we actually turn from the sin, we're turning back to God. And what are we turning back from? The wicked ways. The wicked here in this scripture means evil. And it also means this, disagreeable. Anything that you've been doing that is, in, that is disagreeable with the word of God is wicked. Anything that you are doing that is disagreeable to the word of God is evil. It says, turn from your disagreeable ways, your disagreeable road, disagreeable path. It says, then, <laughs> it 
It does, and, and, and we've interpreted this as, oh, if my people call by their name, humble themselves, if we pray then. People have literally, I've heard people literally take out all the middle of requirements and literally say, if we humble ourselves and pray, then he will hear. No, mm-mm, Humble, pray, seek, turn. Humble, pray, seek, turn. This literally should be how we pray always. Humble, pray. Seek, turn. Humble, pray, seek, turn. He says, then I will hear. Then I, God, will listen. It's, it has this, says, I will hear with concern and I will hear with attention from heaven and forgive, pardon their sin. Here's the thing. It's the sin of the nation. Here's the thing that you got to get at. When God was responding to Solomon, he was talking about a that nation, the, the, the people of God. He's not just only wanting to heal your sin. He wants to heal the sin of the nation. And we are in a time where this nation has much sin, much evil is present. And if we don't deal with our own evil within the church, we will, we will be swallowed up by the evil in the world. So he says, then I will pardon the condition of sin. There is a condition of sin in the world. There is even a condition of sin in the church. He said, and I'll heal, restore favor. That's what heal means here. Because they built the, the temple. There was a favor that God placed upon them and Solomon. Solomon was one of the richest. Solomon had, when God said, what do you want, Solomon? He said, I want wisdom. He didn't say money. He said, I want wisdom. And God put favor on him. We need to be asking for wisdom this year. Not to do this, have this. God, I need your wisdom so that if you call me to do this, do that. That there is a favor on my life. Because wisdom is what I seek. And it says, I will give restored favor to the land the territory, the nation. But I want us to understand humility is the first key to healing. You can't be prideful and egotistical and think God go heal you. Do you know that many physical infirmities started with, with um, conditions of um, uh, conditions like bitterness, resentfulness, hate, greed, pride, ego that fester and grow. And you don't understand that these, these, these ways of being, they begin to affect your soul, which then it begins to, 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 to seek to taint your spirit. We need humility. So God is reawakening us. You don't get to sleep on the job this year. Wake up. Also, revival means this, to emerge, to move out, to break out, to recover, and to become a parent. The body of Christ has to become a parent again. We've got to move out 
of the ways we've been, break out of the traditions, the sin, break out of, 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 of the, 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 the teachings that were in error. Stop acting like we don't know when we do because understand you're held accountable for what you know. And then we need to emerge as the bride. So revival must first start in us. Our revival prayer, Lord, no, this, I, please, I, I know nothing, teach me. No matter what I think I know, I know nothing, teach me, God. Start a revival in me. Relight re the flame in my heart, the zeal in my, my, my heart, a zeal to serve you, a passion to honor you, a commitment to obey you no matter what. To keep you as my first love, to not be lukewarm, but to stay ablaze for you. To allow your glory to be evident in my life. God, revival in me so we can see revival in the earth. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Uh, hey, Pastor. Um, yes, yes. You know, I normally don't really say a lot, uh, but there's there was so much. Um, first of all, oh, God, thank you for this amazing word. Um, there was a, a lot to unpack. So especially with this, I'll be listening to this all week. So <laughs> whenever it can go up soon, please do so. Not today. But today? Or tomorrow. It's Jeanette. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot to unpack. And I uh, I urge um, everyone else to um, continue to listen to it as well, because it was a lot, a lot of meat in it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you. Anyone else? Any questions, comments, concerns? Pastor, um, yes. thank you for your obedience. This was um, um, I had a question. You said something that said, uh, "Teach me to not take your word and make it an idol." Yeah. Can you please expound upon that and just uh, I, I just try to understand what what that means and what's an example of that? Because there's oftentimes, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> where God will say something to us. And then we, we literally erect it as a monument. And we, we just, we start to, instead of honoring his word, we start to make that word an idol. And, and we're focused on, we're, we're, we're worshiping this word. We're trying, you know, the focus of the word. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, um, excuse me, excuse me. There was a time, um, not a lot of you know, cause some of you are new to, to us, but God showed me when I was young that I would have children. I've not yet had children, but there was a time when I was like, well, Lord, if this is not whatever, whatever, and God would literally send strangers to walk up to me and say, give the word, whatever. But for a long time, because I so wanted that word to pass, it became the only thing I could see. I put it above anything else. And when it didn't happen, I was defeated because it became the, it literally was an idol. I was, I was 
worshiping this word, waiting for this word, erecting this word, and, and it became my focus. And instead of saying, God, this is the, what you've said, I trust you. And moving, because he was still saying other things. And so I begin to miss the other things he was saying and how he would still bless me, how to wait, how to, because this was all I could see. And so I created, I made God's word into an idol. And then, because here's the thing with an idol too, an idol, right? If we talk about something that's like, idols are not, don't have a, they're not living, right? They were statues, right? They're, but you can also idolize a person, right? So I began to idolize this baby that didn't exist. So it consumes you, it's what you're thinking. And now I am, it's more focused than God is. But because God said it, right, we'll do this. But it was God's promise, so I'm just, no, no, because like I said, he shows in part. So just because he showed me, now I'm trying to fit it into what it should look like, the time frame it should happen. And then when it doesn't happen, God's a liar. No, I'm wrong. I made your word an idol. And when I do that, I stop that I, I, I put parameters on it. I can tell the idol how it's it, right? Because when they made the golden calf, because literally this is what we do, right? We literally are saying what the people said when Moses was up in the mountain. He's gone too long. This is taking too long. So I'm gonna erect my own idol. God's word was Moses was leading them. Just wait a minute, I got something to say to him. Nah, it's taking too long. Let's build us a God. He's not doing it the way we want. Let's build us. Let's take what. And we do that. We don't realize it, but we do it even with this word. Thank you for that clarification, because I think sometimes, I mean, this goes along with you. Yeah. Uh, having, you know, this tomahawk steak meat this year, right? That you might in a, uh, a very simple reading of that think, well, why wouldn't you honor God's word? Right. right. How honor, could you not honor? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. God's word yeah. but the specificity of what you said um is so deep I'm just like oh shoot this is January 2nd this tomahawk meat ain't no joke let me make sure I got the right you know sides for but it has anyone else ever done that maybe you didn't see it that way but yeah, you're right no, but yeah. wow. I was like you gonna have a house and then you like the house the house the house and everything you're doing is focusing on the house the house God ain't told you how the, the specifications, right? Like the temple, he hasn't showed you where, he hasn't, none of these things, but you're like, the house, the house, the house, the house, the house. Every time you're praying, the house. Every time you're talking about somebody, the house. You know what I'm saying? And then someone walk up to you and be like, so when did God say you were getting a house? Well, he didn't say when, I just want a house. What? Are you ready for a house? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Like then you start to look at, well, what? and then when you look at what God was trying to do all that time, the growth that you missed, the stretching you missed, the faith growing you missed, the maturity you missed, the answer that was just two seconds later hmm. because you just didn't trust that what he said would happen, period. You're like, I trust you, but it's gotta be like, so I'm gonna take my hand, you know, we take our hands 
and we turn the word into an idol. So, amen, great question. Thank you for asking. And I just wanna say, I, I think also that's why I love your prayer that we need to have of humility and posture of saying, I'm a blank canvas. Yeah. I love that because so often we're, we stunt our growth because we're so um, consumed with what happened or what didn't happen or where we are or where we're not, we're comparison. And so that blank space, that, that prayer of humility, I was like, wow, Lord, that's it right there because as someone creative, like when you have a blank canvas, like it doesn't matter what you painted before. It doesn't matter what you did like that canvas, you're able to create whatever. And so you can, you know, and so that posture, that positioning, yes, Lord, I know nothing, no matter what, I know nothing in right now. And so I just, I'm, I'm so excited about that. And really this word was just, so amazing. I'm excited because I'm ready. I'm ready to grow more. And at the same time, I understand that that's going to require more. And I feel for me for the first time, I'm not afraid of that. I'm excited about it. And so thank you. Absolutely. It's interesting because some of you guys know my mentor, Elder uh, Eric Claybon. Some of you guys do. But <clears throat> to me, I, I I laugh all the time because I don't know why the world does not know this man, but he is probably one of the most profound, drenched in Jesus people I know, and is a student of the word. And so he was at my house one time and he was preparing. I saw him study the night before and all these things. And I was like, you know, so when you're studying and then you get in front of the people, he said, yeah, I study for myself. He said, what you saw was me just studying for me. He said, but every time I go before the people, and this is literally what I've done since he told me this years ago. He says, I go up and I say, Lord, I know what I've studied, but I know nothing so that you can do whatever you want to do. And if you've ever seen the way the father uses him, his study is so that the word be hidden in him that he might not sin against. So I'm steeping myself in the word so that whatever God wants to do when I show up, I've got enough, I've got an arsenal in me to go with whatever direction the spirit is leading. This is why Jesus could come out of, out of the wilderness not knowing he's about to get attacked, but I have a word for the enemy. It is written, it is written, it is written. But many of us are trying to prepare for the moment instead of living with God to know that at any moment, I can give an answer. At any moment, I can speak. At any moment, I can move. At any moment, you will see Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so that's why we at the beginning of this year have to say, I know nothing. No matter what I think I know, I know nothing. Teach me. I know all of that I've studied. I know everything I've exegeted. I know, but God, I am coming humbly, more humble than I've ever been. I do not want any of me resurrected at the beginning of this year so I can have all of you so that you can teach me not just things about you, but you can teach me about me. Because I also need to know what, about, what in me still needs to die. I need to know about me 
You know what I mean? I need to know the things about me that only you know, because you created me. So here I am. I know nothing, teach me. Keep me teachable all year, God. At every pass, teach me. At every point, even when I think I know, I'm sorry, Lord, I think I know this, but show me, teach me. I'm a clean slate. You're reawakening me to a new day. And I don't know what this day holds. So teach me. Teach me how to talk to this person. Teach me how to respond. Teach me how to pray. Teach me how, you know, all of it. It's literally like, you need to look at yourself as, and I'm not talking about, now hear what I'm not talking about, in Christ, I'm saying, we need to look at ourselves as children who are right now taking our first steps. Because even when a kid takes their first steps, there's someone standing right in front of them to walk with them. And God is saying, I need you to live that way with me. You are never going to be so grown in me that you don't need my hand. That you don't need my guidance. That you don't need me standing in front of you. Making sure that you don't, that when you're about to fall, I got you. You're about to wibble. I, because that's my job. That's who I am. I'm your dad. Any other questions, comments, or concerns? Yes. Just yes, kidding. yes. No, no, go Dana, then Minister Malcolm and Elisha. Oh, no, that's a heart. Sorry, Elisha. Um, so, there's so many things I want to say, but I'm just going to be obedient and say what, I, what the Lord already told me to say. Okay. Just, the, just the confirmation in just what was said as far as, and I'm trying to occupy uh, the woman of God that God has called me to be. And I asked him, like, what does that look like? And he first said like character building and then you confirmed it when you said he's going to change us into the church that he wants us to be and just and I and also uh kind of ditto what Janetta said as far as just coming with like that is we just need to come humbly like and I you know I'm, my mind be all over the place and I'll be trying to make stuff happen clearly he's showing me I'm still trying to finagle <sighs> like you said huh you are finagling <laughs> And I don't want to be that. So, so, and also going into what ruined really is, I can honestly say I never have been until now. Cause when I tell you the conviction level went all the way up, it was like, ugh. like just who I'm looking at. I wasn't really pleased with, even though sometimes I'd be putting dubs on it as far as myself. Cause I do have expectations for myself. I, I need to let those go. I need to let those go. Yeah. So, so we're, in, in, we got to always remember in Isaiah where it says, it first says, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. The king blocked his view of God. Mm -hmm. All of us have kings in our lives that are blocking our view of God. And they must die. Mm -hmm. So it's not just people, but things we've built as kings in our lives. Having a baby was a king in my life. Guess what? I don't need to make a promise a king. Mm -hmm. Because the promise is greater than a king, wow. right? But what we do is we will make things kings in our lives that are that even Jesus has said, but now are blocking his our view of him. So whatever kings we've erected, we've got to let them die. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Even the one you've erected about yourself. Because many of our kings is ourselves and who we've said we are or who we said God's going to make us because we've decided what it's going to look like. You will forever be being made into the next thing in him. But it is the, the, the thing I want to say to you, Dana, is it's, the, it's a great place to be because this is what God did. Whenever a person, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Whenever a person was getting ready to step into the, 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 the and I'm going to say it this way, the vision of God for them, the first thing he did was change their name. Mm. Abram became Abraham. Sarah, Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Jacob, Israel. And every time you read those, it says that the char- their names now denoted their character. Mm-hmm. Your name has a character attached to it. And so God is changing your name. He's changing all of our names. And our character needs to match. And that's why he said, you can't just use my name in vain. Because there's a character, there's a a reputation attached to my name. You can't use it in vain. You can't just say my name because it holds a weight. Nobody should just be saying our names as his children. Because our name should hold a weight because it is attached to a reputation that is greater than ours. Mm. So you're in a great place, Dana, because now he can ruin the, 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 the you, you resurrected and, and let the name match the person he's building. That's what we want. Yes, I think Malcolm, Daphne, Minister Malcolm and Daphne. Go ahead, Daphne, I'll go after you. Go ahead, Daphne. I appreciate that. Um, Man, at first, I I guess I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, Just so grateful that we've all made it um, into 2021. And, um, you know, just grateful for this message today because, um, um, you know, before I got on, I had was thanking God for being able to have been made in the last year, you know, and knowing now today he says well let me remake you again because it's like um he's offering us something and if i think i'm already where i need to be then i won't have room to receive the new of what he's doing so um just to hear this word and the my heart stance i'm excited because um if he's offering me more then I've done something that pleased him in the past that he says, now you have room for more. And his love is just always forever. We can never outgive him. We can never, um, you know, that heart of gratitude has to be a posture that we have to continue on because he has a place for us to go and it's called there and we're not there yet. And I want to get to the place where he, wants me to be and I, I'm just grateful for the what he's saying about humility 
um, about the unity, because again, where there is unity there, he commands a blessing and he himself will do it. It's nothing I will have to do. He's like taking the hard work off of it. Um, because he himself is doing, I'm so grateful and I'm full, full, full to overflow. And I just always, like, I always want to just say, thank you for being obedient to the spirit of God. Thank you for um, whatever you thought you were going to say after your study and practice, whatever that you allow room for Holy Spirit to do, because you can always hear when it's the spirit of God and you can hear when it's flesh. So I am so grateful. So, because it spoke to my spirit. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. So um, just to God be the glory for what he's doing. Amen. That, that's it. Minister Malcolm. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you. Uh, yeah. One, one other thing, Pastor, I'm just really grateful also for this word and what you're, what you're saying, because a revelation I just had and is that for years, whether this was what I learned in the world and school, the idea of cumulative, meaning what you continue to bring forth with you sort of adds to where you are, right? So those cumulative review tests, those cumulative uh, 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 grades one through nine, right? And what it starts to do is it starts to build a little bit of an ego in you because you know all of this and degrees, and degrees right? And, and you so measure things upon that. You measure upon it. And what I'm, the revelation that God gave to me today mm. is that the the humility, the coming uh, and seeing myself as a child, that it is the first day of school, I know nothing in a way that I'm not only going to have a mind that is curious, that wants to learn more, that wants to get more homework, that wants to, uh, uh, can't wait to go and see what's next at school, that, um, this idea of accumulation and, and, and cumulative has actually been, and I'm just speaking for myself, has has caused me to have arrogance and ego in in my walk. Yeah. Because I've not allowed a space to say, God, I don't know anything. Or what or what about the stuff that I was taught that was an error? Mm-hmm. Right? So you know, you 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 say stuff and you're like, well, I know that I've learned that. Well, maybe you learned that in road, maybe you learned that in error. And so there's been no humility to say, God, just I, I don't know anything. Even this year, I don't know that even 20, 30 years, I don't, I don't know anything because God, first of all, you're not man. So the way that you create, you the way that you transform your word, the way that it re uh, uh, reinserts itself in our lives at different, per- it can mean completely different things from faith to faith to faith. And so I too am excited to just to be a, a baby and to, to have questions and to seek and to learn and to and to literally know to know nothing. It, this is um, it has relieved a lot of pressure. I will say as somebody who has felt the pressure of my knowledge sort of positioning me or someplace that um, I don't, I don't have to know anything, but what God says in that moment, period. Yeah. So thank you. No, I will tell you, it was one, it was a couple of years ago. It was one of the most freeing things for me when he said that to me, I was like, you do that. But then when I watched who he was, in God. I was like, you have a freedom that most of us don't have because we are trying to 
sometimes maybe only gain knowledge to appear to others in the faith like we're mature, right? Like we've measured maturity. Now there's some things that we can clearly see, right? They're just, okay. But what I am saying is like, there will be people that are calling me, oh my God, how do you know so much? How do you da-da-da-da-da so much? But I know in their mind, it's a measuring of what they don't know. And it goes, you just keep studying the word. You just keep praying. You keep seeking the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me trying to give them this one, two, three formula uh, that other people have tried to give so many people in the kingdom. Well, if you do these, if you wake up at five and pray, if you do, you're going to be, no, you're not. Those things are now routines and rituals you're doing that really have separated you in a lot of places from the heartbeat of God. You become a robot in faith. Do you know what I'm saying? And we don't, that our faith cannot be robotic. Faith is not robotic. It's not, it, 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 we are growing, but this is not only to, the greatest thing God wants us to understand is revelation, not just information. Every, anytime you resolve that the word of God is only information, you'd have missed it. And so I don't care how much information you have. People recite scripture all the time, over and over, but don't have a revelation of, the, of what they can memorize. That what they memorize, we can't see it, live, it evident in their lives. So yes, yes, yes. Anybody else, questions, comments, or concerns? Yes, uh, Trev, and then um, Pastor T, uh, T and Evangelist Suzette. And again, good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to ask, can you make something a king that keeps you stagnant? And like, I, as you're saying, this is so many, it's so freeing for me, but it's so many revelations happening because I saw like what God had called for me in my life and even to be married again, and I'm not, and to have a child and I don't have one because I was holding on to something that I believe kept me stagnated. Um, and that's why I wanted to ask, could that, is that a thing where you can make a king something and it keeps you from receiving what God has for you as yeah, well? Because the king in your life blocks mm. God, the view of God. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. Let me, let yeah. Me, hey, Trav, uh, let me just say this. I think you answered it by just saying mm -hmm. what you said because a king stops. Mm -hmm. Once a king is established, you're no longer necessary in a sense because it rules everything. So let me say this about idols. Most people don't understand that this is why you got to be careful even how people view you because with an idol, these are the things that can't happen with an idol. An idol can't live. Hmm. An idol can't grow. Hmm. An idol can't reveal. Why? Because an idol is fixed. <laughs> it's fixated. Mm -hmm. Think about a statue it can't have life because once you idolize it, it can't evolve and change because once it does, it now changes your perspective of what it is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Are, they can't do anything but stay what it is. So when my wife said, as scripture says, when King Uzziah died. died, that's when he was able to see why. Because once the idol is in place, it, it can't give you the ability to see anything outside of it. 
And this is why nothing should be an idol. Why? Because you stop its ability to become, which stops you from becoming. And this is why you have to have that posture. Humility is a posture that will constantly evolve you. Why? Because yeah. you're not fixed. You're not locked in. And this is why we know there are certain things in our lives that we've erected, that we've built up, and literally blocks our view to everything else. Why? Because once it moves, it's no longer an idol. Mm. Once it evolves, it's no longer idol. Once it breathes and <coughs> has life, it's no longer an idol. Mm. So that's what I wanted to share. Amen. Thank you. I have one more question. So what did you do right at this point? I feel like, of course, I should repent and humble myself at this point because now I see where we can also help somebody else to not be robbed of that time. Not saying that God won't restore the time that was stolen, but the fact that I realized all these years of not progressing was because of what I made, you know, um, being younger and, you know, Kai knows this, I was, I was abused a lot and um, my mother allowed it and the person that did it just died. And so um, then I began to, God said, stop just speaking about it. Or are you talking about it? You got to feel what you went through so you can release it. So I'm releasing it, right? And then as you're talking this morning and you're speaking and God is speaking through you, I'm realizing that I made that a king that I didn't feel safe to allow another man in my life to really, really, really love me, even though as loving as I am to people and all that I would have to give to somebody, I was afraid because of how much I had been robbed, but I didn't realize that I was robbing myself until this morning. So let me say this. What I will say is I, I want to make a distinction and, and that kind of explain mm -hmm. that trauma. You had trauma that you were yet healed from. So that's not a king, that's trauma. Now, okay. what I can say is maybe what you made a king is the image of what men are not. And then all men become that. But it stemmed from trauma. So what I want you to do is forgive yourself. Because I know you've forgiven that person. But now you have to forgive you. And so you are who the sun sets free is, is, is free indeed, Trev. But now you've got to forgive you for whatever you're holding on to as if it was your fault or you were a participant. Not, sh not shame on you, shame on them. Not shame on you, shame on them. And Father, I now free myself by forgiving myself because I know what you've said. Now, Father, I'm coming humbly and seeking in your presence, turning from what any disagreeable thoughts I've had about another part of your creation. All men aren't that. All men aren't this. I've allowed evil thinking to usurp your promise. Forgive me. Thank you. Pastor T. Good morning, Pastor T. I love you. Did she go away? I know. Pastor T, you had your hand up? Okay, I'm going to let Evangelist Suzette and then maybe Pastor T stepped away. So 
for the past couple of days, one of the um, words that I've been hearing for myself was to soar. And I couldn't understand what it means. And I shared last night with Pastor Kai at the table that that word stood out to me, but I did not. I know what soaring looks like, but, um, and another word that I, we, we were playing a game and I said that I wanted to be teachable. And this morning as the word went forth, God literally had place on my heart after I heard everything that Pastor Kai said. So I'm grateful for the word. I literally had to ask God to restore, to re, um, to rejuvenate, to teach, to renew my walk, my spiritual walk, because God literally told, showed me this morning that I was suffering from spiritual neglect in mm. creating idols. Wow. I did not know that. So I had to literally took my phone and I literally typed that. So I like, I just believe that it's a time where we need to be honest with where we are because a lot of us might be suffering from spiritual neglect. And because of that, we cannot get ourselves in a posture and I could not get myself in a posture to see what soaring looked like because of all these things that we have held higher to higher standards than who God is in our lives. So literally had to restore, rejuvenate, to make myself teachable and to renew my walk so I can soar and not suffer from spiritual neglect. Amen. Pastor T, I see you're back. We, I, I think you were. Yeah, I'm having, I'm having lots of, can you hear me? I can. I was saying oh, I good. loved you and then you were gone. <laughs> I, I'm having uh, technical difficulties this morning and I apologize oh, no. uh, for my tardiness as a result. But um, first of all, hello and happy, happy new year to everyone. And I just wanted to say two things. Number one, God confirmed I'm so grateful that God always confirms his word and he just confirmed through you what Holy Spirit spoke to me on, on early New Year's Eve morning, a uh, New Year's morning, which was we cannot afford to allow ourselves to grow uh, conceited and big headed because of what we know. He just shot that down. Yeah. And so um, I'm anxious. I don't even know if I can wait till tomorrow. I, I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here right now saying, Lord, I know I'm like Schultz and Hogan's hero. I know nothing. I know nothing. No, I told everybody um, to start today, not tomorrow. Today. <laughs> today. I, I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. But but what it said to me, and this is what I wanted to say, is is I just got set free because, mm. because with just that instruction and just that um that instruction says to me i no longer have to concern myself mm. and worry myself mm. about preparing myself because he prepares me yes i've worked so hard and those who are with with me on sunday mornings know they've seen how i've you know struggled to be prepared and to you know be ready and you know and i and please understand we are to be prepared and we are to be be ready but he is to prepare us yes he transforms he molds he shapes he brings to remembrance what we put in as you said our gig is to hide the word in our heart period and the Holy Spirit will will 
use it the way he sees fit what what we've put in so thank you so much i i'm i'm marking this day as the day i got set free yes amen thank you uh, thank you thank you because the way i really that should lift a weight off of y'all like seriously because we have you know almost been taught that we need to know everything and then yet how do you say that god is the only one that knows everything we're trying to bring our everything into his everything and our everything is nothing in his you know what i'm saying the knowledge the wisdom will it never will compare the understanding are we are limited in this flesh and to say i know nothing allows the holy spirit to become bigger and more everything in our lives than we've ever allowed the holy spirit to be it, it really causes the holy spirit to be the person Jesus left for us to, 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 to walk with, to partner with, to live with, to guide us. So I agree. It was the most freeing thing because I honestly, I think I've, I've told my husband and uh, evangelists to say, I used to think Pastor T, I was cheating, honestly, because I would study, right? But I wasn't like, sometimes I feel bad and people are like, oh, you labored for this word. No, I labored for his presence. Yes. But yeah. thank you for laboring for the word. Thank you for the study you put in. Not that that wasn't, but like this morning, literally, I'm telling y'all, I woke up last night. God just started talking, but I don't sit down and go, okay, I feel like this is what you want to do. No, Father, where are we going? Mm. What are you saying, what do you want to share? And I wait. I literally wrote down. That's why I said, can y'all start? I need two minutes. Because I knew the scriptures, because I knew, that, here's the thing, I, I knew where I, to go in the word because I already had that word in me. So when yes. he said something, I knew exactly what scripture to go to. I didn't have to like, oh, let me look for scriptures. Let me try to see what he want to say. What fits this? Because <laughs> that's what we do. Well, mm -hmm. he got to say something. Then we'll start trying to find the scriptures that fit what he's what we heard. No, where in the word? What do you want to say? Or God, is this a rhema day? Because even in a day where you just want to prophesy, I better have enough word in me to back up what you're saying because your word will always confirm your word. Yes. But many of us prophesy and have no confirmation of his word with the word. Yes. And so it will be more freeing when you realize I know nothing. And when I need to know, the only place I can gain is in his presence. So I labor in his presence. I labor in communion and, and, and communication. I labor in prayer. I study and read the word because I love him. Amen. I have to, but because I love him but I long, I thirst, I need his presence. And it is only in his presence that we grow. So Elisha and Danielle, and then I'm closing. <coughs> Thank you for your patience, ladies. Um, <clears throat> you started off um, by sharing that 
um, our life is a series of assignments um, and that a lot of these places are only momentary. Um, So I am convicted in hearing that um, because for me, Mm -hmm. I am one that is like, okay, if I do this, then this is going to happen. I maybe not so much this year, but in the past, I have definitely 100% made um, buying a home a king in my life. Um, And then also. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. Go ahead. No, no, I know. But. One else. I just want to. Like, you have been teaching um, in the other group (laughs) that, um, you know, the word is for us. And I thought I got it until right now. And I'm like, wait, I didn't get it. Because I think about the Abrahams that got up and left. I think about the Jacobs and I think about the lots. And I'm like, well, I don't ever have to do that. I'm a, I need to be positioned somewhere and I need to. And so I, I just, I need to confess openly and I need to commit. I want to commit openly and say, okay, God, I'm 100% ready to just um, be yours and to follow where you have me to go and what you have me to do. And that is terrifying for me. I am so scared. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. I'm that, oh, I'm scared, but <laughs> um, okay. I just, what'd you say? And that's okay. It should scare um, <laughs> But yeah, so thank you for saying that. I, I, yeah, yes. I received it. Amen. Now there is one clarification only because I know you know this, but I, this is what I always say. The word is about you, which is why now you're getting it. Cause you looked at the stories. It's like, oh, these are just those stories. The word, many people tell us the word is for us. It is to a degree, but it's about us. It's about us. When you realize it's about you, it changes everything. Because what just happened now is you realize that these stories are about you, which means I have to do what they had to do. If you only read them as if it's for me, then you can decide what a part of the word is for you and what's not. But when it's about me, then I don't get to pick and choose. When it's about me, it changes everything. Because if it's about us, is it, if this is, now here's the thing. We weren't there at those points, but it is about the children of God, period. So that's me. It's about me. So I have to have courage like Joshua because he said, be courageous. I have to be able to slay giants like David. I have to be able to follow like Naomi and Ruth. I have to, right? I have to be able to be a disciple like the 12. I have to. I have to have the fruit of the spirit as, 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 as Paul writes. Right, I have to be a living in epistle, like it says in Timothy. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things, I have to be these things. I have to be because this is for me. I have to decide who's go, who battles with me, and not just think everybody's going to the battle, Gideon. Because <laughs> this is about me, and I may have to give my life. No, I will have to give my life because it says love the greatest love is the one that lays down his life for a friend it's about me and now what you're saying is oh because it's about me i gotta oh lord and that is scary 
Because when you realize that it is about us, it transforms everything about you in the moment. You can't stay where you were. You can't be who you were. And you can't be who you really want to be. Because I'm telling y'all this, if I was who I really wanted to be, y'all would never see me on the Zoom. God bless you. I'm being honest. I would not be doing this. But I don't get to be who I want to be. I get to be who I was created to be. Two different things. Yes, Danielle, and then we're going to take communion. You can start getting your communion while Danielle is talking. We're going to take communion. It's the first Sunday, first Saturday of the year, we take communion. Yes, Danielle. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I was glad that uh, Minister Malcolm asked a question that he did. And um, to uh, piggyback off what uh, Elisha was saying in the beginning, you were talking about... Um, Oh God, I just lost my train of thought. But um, you were talking about um, an experience that sometimes that we try to uh, go back to that place or stay in that place. Uh, for me, um, it was good because it had been hard to accept being made new because I was always being reminded of who I was before or more so what I did. Um, I would hear, you know, remember when you dance, remember when you pray, remember when you, well, the thing that I just really realized is that, you know, when God creates you all new and makes you all new, it's not just the sin he's removing, it's everything else for real. It's everything that actually becomes new, new experiences, new everything with him. And so I believe that for myself that I spent more time trying to figure out, yeah, how do I get back to that place of worship where I was dancing like this, where I was praying like this, where I was studying like this? Not that I shouldn't do any of those things, but being in a new place, everything is different now. It doesn't matter what I studied before. It doesn't matter matter um, long hours prayed before or where I danced or how I danced. Everything is new. So I shouldn't try to bring any of those experiences forward with me I mean they happened and I was glad for them but at the same time sometimes as believers when we say you know uh you know God's made you all new or he's made me all new we're only talking about the sin that's removed we're not talking about well they're going to be new experiences too so even though you know xyz happened this time is going to be greater or it's just going to be different. So just expect different and don't try to bring any of the old to what's happening now. And so that brought some clarity for me and also allow me to let go of those old experiences and no longer hold them as idols like, yes, I'm going to get back to this place. Yes, I'm going to do this like this again. I can't. It's done already. I have to do something new. And it also helps me not feel bad about the place that I'm in because my first my, my first thought always when teaching comes forward, I don't know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. It does not matter how much I did before in this time, in this season, and what he's doing, I know nothing about it. So 
um, yeah, it keeps me from feeling bad about that. And that just um, helped clear some things for me. Thanks. Amen. Amen. Pastor T, um, can you lead us in um, our communion this morning? Um, I want to say this, Danielle, it's so true. And if there's anybody else, because there was a time when I really was like, Lord, I want to get back to this, a certain time in life that I had in prayer with God. Like, and I, I, I want and finally I was like, stop asking to, to go some back to some place that won't work for right now. Those moments were the moments I grew you in prayer. You're not that person. So that place won't work for who you've become. That dance isn't, that. I don't want that dance now. There's a different praise. There's a different maturity. There's a different love. You know, that this. Now, do I want those things from you? Yes, but I don't want it like it was then. And also you have to remember this, Daniel, and I say this often, when you become new, you will have to reintroduce yourself. So when someone tries to bring old you into the conversation, you need to turn and go, hello, that was back then. I'm, I'm, my name is Danielle. Maybe you haven't met me yet. Because your inability to see my transformation doesn't mean it didn't happen. There's a flip side to that too. Also, you can't allow people to praise you for your old and you receive it. Because now, hear that one? Now, now you start to become your idol to yourself. Yeah. Which literally locks you up again. We, we, we keep forgetting that, you know, this, this humility thing is everything concerning our existence. Everything. So we can't look at the one side and not look at the side we feel good about. Yeah. Which is the praise of men. Mm. We have to fight through that as well to really get the fullness of our deliverance. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.